Hello, welcome to our podcast on the Great Depression and Despolera, episode 3 about FDR, hosted by Anna Riskin. I'm Rita. And Adrian Casas. Today we have a special guest, Mr. Rice. And me, I'm really excited to be here. Big shout out to Anna, Fallon, and Adrian for having me on. Of course. So we'll start off on FDR, like all his facts. FDR's full name is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. FDR had polio, which meant he couldn't walk, so he had to be in a wheelchair all, for most of his presidency. Well, all of his presidency. FDR, before he became president, he was the Senate for New York and Governor for New York. He had a history in politics, mainly for New York. He created the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust FDR created helped solve many economic problems. He wanted to help everyone on the social scale, including the modern man. Uh, Mr. Rice, what do you have? What's your opinion on FDR? Um, I, I really looking back on it, I think FDR was probably one of the best presidents in American history. Um, he took over at a time that was really, really difficult to take over. One of the things that, that I always find interesting is that the American economy actually got worse between the time that he was elected and the time he got inaugurated. So when he comes into office, he has a lot that he needs to clean up. And, um, you know, we could we could even compare it to what's going on with President Biden's administration, where he takes over presidency during the time of a pandemic. And, you know, it's basically his presidency's job to clean it up. And that's very similar to what Roosevelt did. He had to clean up what was caused by the economic hardships of the stock market collapsing, the overproduction of goods, and banks making unwise loans. Yeah. How about you? Anna, what do you think? um, Personally, I think it's kind of interesting that people didn't still dislike Hoover more than FDR, even though the economy did get much worse, and Hoover did try to help during his presidency. Like, in the previous episode about Hoover, we were talking about how even though he did try to help, he did it too late, and everyone still hated him for that. Fallon, do you yeah, have you know, to add? Yeah, sorry to disrupt you, but, but Hoover was in an interesting position himself because he's one of those guys that was hands-off of business, laissez-faire, and we're going to let business recoup on its own. Um, but unfortunately, like you said, it was a little too little too late when he did want to finally get in there, and uh, people blamed him for it. Great point. Yeah. But again, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Going back to the connection you made with like Biden now, it's really tough because he has so much pressure on him, and a lot of people are, like right now are against him, and he's doing the best he can. And I think FDR had a similar experience because he couldn't like he just had so much pressure on him, and he like if he made one wrong move, it could have just all went downhill. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. The, yeah. The Great Depression does have like it reminds us a lot of. 2020 for a lot of reasons like the economy going down and stock market crashing like in that thing and also a lot of the presidency things that are going on like with politics yeah there are definite parallels and you know Fallon raises an awesome point of President Biden you know he took over in kind of a tumultuous time where people didn't want to believe that he was elected and 
you know, coming in, he's already going to face a bunch of haters, right? That's what we call the trolls and the haters. Um, and so any little thing that he does, if he missteps here or there, they're just going to start calling him out on it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, he, he went on, I, I believe, TV last night and, you know, said that every uh, American adult who was eligible to be vaccinated uh, would be and can be by May 1st, okay, or the end of May. Uh, and I think that's big and that, you know, unfortunately, there are lots of people out there who don't want to get vaccinated for many different reasons. Um, and we don't have uh, a science yet that tells us if kids can be vaccinated. Uh, but, but he definitely said anybody who's, who, who's an adult and they're going to be eligible by May. And so that, that's a good sign in the right direction, I think. Actually, bringing up the fact that like he talks to his audience, it's kind of like what FDR did with his radio talks, which is one of the big reasons a lot of people liked him during that time. Awesome, awesome point, Anna. Those fireside chats that FDR had, uh, they made people feel comfortable. They made people feel like he was speaking directly to them. And as a result of that, that let people trust FDR. And then in turn, FDR is able to win a second term. And then he's the only president to ever run and win uh, not, o- not only a third term, but a fourth term as well, which is unprecedented and, of course, can't be done today because there's an amendment in the Constitution that says you're not allowed to do that. Uh, but at the time when he was president, there was no such amendment. And he said, hey, I love the job. I'm doing a good job, in my opinion. The American people keep voting me in. Let's keep going. So FDR served 16 years in his presidency? He didn't serve a full 16 years because in that last term, he did die. Um, and, and Harry Truman takes over as the president. Um, and then you want to talk about pressure. Harry Truman is now responsible for um, World War II. Okay, he's the president during World War II, and now he's got to make what might be the most difficult decision any American president has ever had to make, and that is, do we, as America, drop the atomic bomb on Japan? Yeah. And I know this isn't a World War II podcast, so we won't get too much into that, but, you know, it's it's interesting how FDR takes over, there's a lot of pressure on him. When Harry Truman takes over for FDR, there's equal amount of pressure on Truman during that World War II era. We actually did have a question about that. Why couldn't FDR solve the Great Depression in all his, all his years, but like when the World War II came, why did it automatically solve it? Okay, that is a great question. And to understand that, you need to understand that during the Great Depression, times did get a little better as time went on. And what I mean by that is the economic growth of the United States did get better as FDR was president and many of his New Deal policies were taking shape. Now, ultimately, it didn't solve the Great Depression because it wasn't able to get the economy uh, back to where it was before the Great Depression. Uh, And that would have been tough because the Roaring Twenties had that speculation in the stock market that kind of um, artificially blew everything up. And it was that big bubble that popped, right? And when it popped, everything came along with it. So there were 
<clears throat> jobs that FDR tried to set up, but they weren't sustainable forever. Okay, so if you think about like the CCC, the Civilian Conservation Corps, that was great for a little bit, but those type those types of jobs of creating you know trails and national parks and benches and it, it wasn't a sustainable thing for those men to have for their entire lives. So understanding that there are still millions of people who are out of work, not getting paid as much as maybe they want to be paid, when 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 the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, the very next day on December 8th, you had millions, millions of men volunteering to go to war. They go to their local recruitment office and they say, we want in. So now what happens is you take those millions of men that are volunteering and you send them either to Europe or to the Pacific. Okay, so now you take millions of people in America, you remove them. So they either did have a job and left their job or they didn't have a job, but now they're no longer looking because they're now fighting. When the United States goes off to war, they realize, well, we need to kind of get on top of the war effort. We need vehicles. We need planes. We need weapons. We need artillery. How are we going to make all these things? Well, factories in the United States stopped what they were making, whether it was clothing or cars or uh, whatever it was. They stopped making those things and factories turned into um, war good making uh, plants. Okay. And then people in America were getting jobs building vehicles, planes, weapons, artillery. And so this stabilized the economy and put it in a spot where we were in, in a, a much better place with people working, people getting money, and then ultimately the economy stabilizing. Yeah, so to sum this up, even though World War II was a very terrible time, it did get the U.S. out of the Great Depression because everyone got jobs from weapons, rebuilding things, and then just helping the war effort in general. Yeah, economically, it, it benefited the United <clears throat> States, absolutely. Yeah, so going back to, to FDR, he during his first 100 days of presidency, FDR did close all banks for four days, and then he only reopened the ones that could function and give out money still. Why wouldn't, what happened to all the other banks during this time? Okay, so the other banks were not allowed to reopen, and as a result of that, all the people that had their money in those banks never got their money back, you know, and that was one of the, one of the real negatives of that, you know, situation. Um, but today we have the FDIC, which is one of the New Deal uh, alphabet agencies, and your money is insured up to, I believe it's $250,000 last time I looked. Um, so if you have $249,000 in your bank account and the bank loses your money for whatever reason, the government will insure that money and you will get that $249,000 back. So clearly people need it. So the Great Depression, like a lot of things from the Great Depression don't relapse. Correct. So, I, you know, I don't know if you've discussed this yet in the podcast or if you plan to at all, but 
the New Deal agencies that FDR created, each agency wanted to be, uh, FDR wanted to have each agency put into one of three R's, relief, recovery, and reform, right? Relief is immediate. What can we do to help these people of the new depression immediately? Reform was, okay, now we've helped them. How can we fix, you know, the system and help reform it? Um, so that another depression ever, never happens again. And so the FDIC falls into the reform category. All right. And then recovery, once you have people that, that have gotten the immediate relief, now we need to help them recover. And so some of those programs fell into the recovery as well. But in terms of reform, you know, two of the biggest programs to help with those reforms have been the FDIC and the Social Security Administration, Social Security Act, which is still around today. Yeah, so thanks to the New Deal, the Great Depression hopefully won't relapse as strongly as it ever did, like back in the 1800s. I, I think <clears throat> that is, uh, could possibly prevent another depression from ever happening again. Yeah. Fallon, Adrian, you guys want to add anything to like this? Um, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, I know it was one of the negative, like, parts of the Great Depression, how people lost all their money that were in banks and stuff that closed. Like, I can't even imagine going through that. Like, the poor families that had to deal with that, I just, like, I can't, like, wrap my head around it. No, it's, I 100% agree. It's an awful situation. You know, you go to sleep one day and, you know, you're secure and then you wake up the next and, uh, you know, it's not there anymore. And I think that's another great parallel that we could use, Fallon, right, for, for what's going on in today's society with COVID. Um, but, you know, we are about a year, almost a full year right now since, like, they kind of said, all right, you know, quarantine and kind of shelter in place type things. And when that happened, uh, lots of people lost their jobs, right? And so can you imagine if those people lost their jobs and – the banks lost their money. That would be like a double whammy. And that's kind of what happened to, to some of those people during the Great Depression. Not only did they lose their jobs, but they lost their money as well. And uh, like you, I, I can't really wrap my head around that either because I'm, I'm very lucky to kind of be in a stable situation where that didn't happen. But you obviously feel awful and terrible for all the people that, that it did happen to. Yeah, like, losing your job and all your money, like, I know it affects your, like, physical state, but, I, like, mentally going through that, I just, it, it must be so hard, and to think, you probably think you can't get back to where you were, and it's just, it puts you in a mindset that, like, life won't ever be the same for you again. Absolutely. Do you think there were, like, any more, like, more physical causes, like, a lot of people dying because they couldn't afford, like, lo not luxuries, but, like, where they live, food, hospitals, like medical things? Yeah. Absolutely. So unfortunately, you know, during this time period, uh, the Great Depression time period, uh, many people took their own lives. Um, it, it was something like Fallon said, mentally, they couldn't get over it. And they couldn't, uh, they, they didn't feel as if they ever would be able to get over it. Um, other aspects of it is absolutely, you know, people, um, that they were going hungry, they were starving, 
They didn't have money for food. Um, so I, I do think there were some definite physical issues that people had as a result of uh, not being able to eat. And if they were able to eat, some people weren't able to eat nutritiously. That's for sure. Right. You might go a full day on just some bread that they handed out at the bread line or, you know, some soup that you were able to get at a local uh, church that, that maybe was trying to do what they could to help. Um, but it was a really, really tough time for a lot of people, mentally and physically. Yeah. So anything else to add or should we start wrapping up the episode? Um, Adrian, do you have anything? Uh, no, I think that's good. Do you guys want to add on? No? Well, um, that was it for our third episode about FDR, going more in-depth about how the Great Depression is ending, and probably one of our final episodes of this season. Thank you, Mr. Rice, for joining us and explaining a lot of important things about the Great Depression today. Thank you. And again, I really appreciate you inviting me on. Big shout out to Anna, Fallon, and Adrian for having me. Uh, I can't wait to hear your podcast when it's published. You got to definitely make sure you you text me and let me know. I'm going to go on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, smash it up, and I'll, uh, I'll throw a note out on all the socials saying how great it was to be on this podcast. Thank you so much. Well, this was hosted by Anna Ruskin. Fallon Rita. And Adrian Casas. Thank you. Have a great day.